Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. So this is, this is good. I like it when we have a conversation before and I'm like, we just need to start recording because um, <laughs> I know. Getting, Jill's getting Dark really animated. Fired up. <laughs> Jill's getting animated over I here. Do. I'm like, oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> it. Okay. So, oh, this is Danny J. What's up? And this is Jill. What's going on guys? Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Excited because we have not uh, recorded here in a couple of weeks, but yeah. we're back. And, it's, a new, um, it's a new year. It's a new year. I know. Should we do a, Lots I kind of don't want to do like a 2021 roundup. I feel like we, no, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Are we done? And fuck 2020, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's just move on from that year. Never mention 2021 again. No, exactly. <laughs> you know, I agree. Yeah. Let's, it's good. We don't need to learn the lessons. We are, we're all learning our lessons. Just fuck it. There's no lessons anymore. It's just like perseverance. <laughs> That's it. are you willing to persevere yeah yeah it's so funny actually I was thinking um because I was looking at some of the memes from the end of 2020 and they're like exactly the same they're like collectively we could all agree that 2020 was the worst year ever and then it was like it just I just feel like 2021 was an extension also like 2022.0 and it just felt like one long year yes it really did it just felt like that both years just felt like one long year yeah 2020 was so fast, but it was like the longest 2020. That's really how I felt about it. You know what? I'm kind of ready to like get my hopes up again, you know? And I I think that's where we, what we kind of want to talk about a little bit Yes, is I think it's okay to like be done with talking about everything being bad. I'm done. I think it's okay to make that (laughs) conscious choice. And I think I can at least speak from my own perspective. And I think this is maybe why, and we'll talk about this contextually here in a second, but I think a lot of us are obviously scared to like say like, yeah, this is going to be our year. Like 22, 22 is going to be amazing, but I'm kind of like, it's time to turn the narrative around, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know that it gets turned around unless someone just decides that it's going to be different. Seriously. I mean, I was talking with somebody this morning and I'm like, this is, we can't just go into year three of a pandemic and just not go fuck it. This I'm like over this shit and things are still happening. We know this, but yeah, I think we do just have to go. Okay. Like it's almost, (laughs) I don't know, maybe like you get a, a splinter that you just can't get out and you're like, all right, I'm just going to live with this thing now. Like it hurts. I'm going to just kind of ignore that it's there. And I'm just going to keep living with my life. Either I have to have surgery and pull it out, or I got to just leave it and and move on. So I agree with you. I agree. And I feel, I feel that way too. I'm actually feeling like this is going to be a great year. Just how, I mean, I don't know. I hate to like tempt the gods and be like, can't get any worse because it always can, but I just have to go yeah, it's, I'm just not going to let it get any worse for me. I don't know. You know, I think there's a lot of people who say like, well, don't get your hopes up. Like there's a lot around, like, make sure you're managing expectations. Don't have any expectations. It's interesting because we've had Danny Coleman on the podcast a couple of times and he's very big on get your hopes up. Mm -hmm. He's very much like, if you're not getting your hopes up, then like, what are you doing? Essentially? Like, even if it breaks your heart, like the last two years have, you know, like, even if it does, 
So we wanted to sort of have this conversation. I'll give you guys a little context. I had um, posted this on Twitter uh, maybe a week ago. And by the way, you guys, if you are not familiar with Twitter, it's literally sound bites. Like the idea that you could have a fully formed conversation or argument within a tweet is just not, that's not the medium. The medium is very bite-sized, pithy, little sort of tweetable, like, you know, truth bomby sort of comments is only 280 characters used to be only 140 characters. Um, and so I use Twitter a lot personally to like, just try out ideas. Like, I'm like, ah, like anything that's like kind of going through my head or I'm like Mm -hmm. thinking about something I'm going to, I just try it out. Um, when I say try it out, I mean, like, is this even a thing? Do people even understand this? Is this have legs? Is this, you know, a piece of content that I could expand on and twit on Instagram or something like that. So I posted, uh, this tweet last week and it said problems are precisely as bad as we perceive them to be. So problems are precisely as bad as we perceive them to be. And meaning that if we think that something is a big deal, then it will be a big deal. If we think it's a small, if it's a small thing, then it will be a small thing. And, you know, this is a very sort of stoic philosophy, to be honest. This is very much in line with stoicism. It's very much in line with like Byron Katie's work. You guys have heard, we've talked about her on the podcast and her work. Um, And I, and honestly, I truly believe this, but I did get a uh, comment and it was a great comment. I actually appreciate it because I I wasn't really thinking that way Um, from Melanie, shout out. She said, that's not fair. You have a platform with a lot of influence. Posts like this at a time when people are dealing with unimaginable pain and problems is damaging. Please don't trivialize. And um, I really appreciate the comment, you know, someone who has followed me for a long time. And I just said, thank you so much for the feedback. And I did have this moment where I was like, okay, I could see exactly where she's coming from, where this maybe belittles people's struggles over the last couple of years. And, you know, and I totally get that. And for a second, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just delete the tweet. Maybe it is really insensitive. And maybe, you know, it really is, um, you know, just sort of uh, spiritual bypassing and whatever. And then I sat with it and I was like, no, this is actually how I do believe things are for me. This is this actually is my truth. This actually is how I perceive the world. And my coach, James Wedmore, we've talked about him on the podcast where he says, a problem is only a problem if you see it as a problem. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like extremely, like, how could it be that simple? How could it be yeah. that, like, and it, it's hard because it does feel a little dismissive, you know, at first glance. But when I think about it, I don't personally, and this is just my personal opinion, and I'd be interested in how you see this. I don't want to champion the struggle. I don't want to give any more credence to the shit that is terrible. Like it already is terrible. Like it is objectively fucking awful. Like, you know, people lost their incomes overnight. People's, you know, are having loved ones pass away. People are, um, you know, going bankrupt. Like this stuff is real. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. But at some point, don't we have to turn the ship around? And I don't know that that happens any other way than just individually deciding that you're not going to continue to snowball. Everything's bad. This is bad. This is bad. It's a dumpster fire. And because I feel like that that narrative is there. Like, I feel like that's the narrative. And I feel like in in any way to turn around, we can't wait to the government's not going to fucking turn around. The CDC is not going to turn around. Right. Like, so I feel like on an individual level, there might be an opportunity for us to just go. I'm actually not going to give this any more time and space. And yes, it's real and I'm not going to belittle it, but also what else is on the menu right, right. now? I 
I don't think it trivializes it at all. In fact, it's, it goes to, you know, when I did my Ted talk and I had a, um, an acronym gift, the T stood for truth. And the truth is like seeing things as they are, but not worse than they are. So if you say the problem is only as much as you give the problem, the problem, like the problem, then even if it's big, then it's a big problem. That's fine. It's not trivializing, but you can also make it worse than it is. And it doesn't need to be worse than it is. My whole thing is everyone can have their own experience. If you're just like, you want to make a huge ass deal of a a mountain, was it a mountain out of Mohill? I'm fine with it. Yep. But realize that you're literally choosing your reality in that yeah, moment. Totally. I'd be interested because I know, like, obviously, you know, your mom passed away this year and that's huge. Yeah. That's massive. So how does that, like thinking about this statement, how does, how do you filter through something like that? You know, I know you and I have talked in the past about, you know, you're responsible for your response and things like that. And you, you know, you have a say over your response, but at some, but sometimes you don't, you actually did a post about that. So how yeah. do you write, how do you make sense of really shitty things happening, but then also wanting things to be better and not wanting to sit in that, you know, place of pain. Well, there's something interesting people do online where they take everything so personally. (laughs) And so, you know, if I read a post like that, or if I read your tweet, I don't come across it and go, Oh my God, she doesn't understand. This is the worst. It's like that in context makes sense. And for me, it's not, it's, and if it is a big problem, it is a big problem for me. And the reality is, and I agree with you. I just, I don't like to, um, sit in mire and things. And I let myself have my moments for sure. You know, I, I just literally had a moment a couple of days ago where I just burst into tears about my mom and I had a good cry and then I worked through it, you know? And so I feel like there's these moments where we get to work through things and it's, it's our perception. And ultimately we do get to choose how we perceive things. We don't have to take everything so personally. And I don't think that you saying something like that trivially trivializes anything. In fact, I think it just goes back to a couple episodes ago where we talked about taking things too personally. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I I think we have to make choices on how long we want to stay in something and there are big problems out there. You're not saying that there are not, you're not saying that things aren't real. So I don't think it's a spiritual bypassing kind of thing either. I think it's just an interesting statement. And, and I think because you do have a platform saying things like that are really important. Actually, I'm glad you said something like that to give people a way, like a different way to think about things because we could be victims for so long and we can act like we have no control over anything that's going on around us. And it feels that way. You know, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of mandates happening. There's laws being passed. There's things we can't do that we used to be able to do so easily. People are really on high edge. Um, flight attendants are getting assaulted a lot. (laughs) I mean, things that are, people are just on their edge. Everyone's on edge. And so for someone to come out and say someone with a platform like you to say, Hey, let's stop making big deals over some things that maybe don't need to be made a big deal of. And that's not even, or you can make a big deal of something and just realize that that's your choice. You know, like they, like problems aren't objective. I think that's also what I'm Mm -hmm. saying is like, Mm -hmm. if we've actually talked about this in other episodes where like, I don't know you and I, I don't know, like I could have like a little fender bender or something, you know, and to me, like it's not my favorite thing, but I'm, I'm also just like, I don't know people get into car accidents, right? Like it just wouldn't ruin my entire week. Yeah. You know, and so I'm just saying that everyone has their own mm. 
mm-hmm. permission or has their right to make a big deal or a small deal of something. Yeah. And yeah. all I was saying was that that's your choice. That is a choice that you can make. And there's not like objectively like things that are worse. And it's funny. Yeah. We had Christina Rasmussen on, she was talking about how grief can be very competitive. And I'm feeling as though hardships are feeling competitive, especially mm-hmm. in this pandemic. We're like, oh, well, at least you didn't have someone pass away because of the thing, or maybe you didn't know yeah. you had the thing, but you didn't have to go to the hospital or like, it just feels very like, are there levels or do we all just decide like, fuck, this is a shitty situation that every single person, the planet is, is sharing in right now. And the only way for me to feel personally, as if I have a locus of control is to choose my perception. Yeah. And so then I just retweeted, like I tweeted later on, some people will feel empowered by your messages and others will feel threatened because that's the reason ultimately why I didn't delete the original tweet was because a lot of people actually were like, I fucking love this. I got a lot of positive response from the, from the tweet. A lot of people were like, that's so great. And like a lot of people favored it. So I was like, oh, so it's one tweet. This just goes to show it's one tweet where one person takes it extremely personally and feels worse because of reading it. And then you have all these people over here who feel empowered by the tweet. So then I'm like, it just goes to show that perception truly is everything, right? There's no way for you to control how someone perceives you. All you can do is share what resonates for you and let the chips fall. And for me, that is what resonates for me. That's why I didn't delete it. Cause I'm like, no, this is actually my truth. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hear feedback. And I actually said, thank you to that woman because I'm like, yeah, it takes, you know, it takes courage to, to speak up and to give feedback, but I wasn't going to change anything as a result of it. Cause I was like, actually, this still is my, my operating system Whoa. and it's not going to resonate for everybody. No, it's not. And we also can't caveat every single statement we make. So we've had this in the past before, I think, I don't remember if it's on Twitter or if it was on Instagram, I think on Instagram and somebody mentioned to you, you were talking something about a choice and they're like, well, not if you have mental illness or not if you're this and this or that. And we cannot caveat every single sentence and say, asterisk, this only applies to you if you're healthy, um, you know, (laughs) not sick, not mentally ill, blah, blah, blah. Like we can't asterisk every little thing of like, this doesn't apply if, So you have to just know that for yourself and not take everything so personally. And also just realize if this message is for you or it's not for you. Right. And you can, and like the, um, the woman who replied, that's great. It's, it's often something for us to think about in another way that maybe we didn't think about something that way before, Totally. but it's, you also have to recognize that some statements, like I've talked about this with quotes, like there's so many quotes that are so great. I'm like, Oh, I like this. We even talked about the, one of the last episodes on not being considered. And then we even said, okay, asterisk, but if like your best friend or boyfriend or family member or or, uh, husband or wife is not considering you, then there's that. So we just, we have to know these little short things that we can't get all of the details in, but like just chill a little bit. (laughs) Well, and here's like the irony uh, and I totally agree with you. And it's the interesting thing is honestly, and I hate to say this, but I'll just say it here. And I think you'll get it. The reason why I feel as though I've been okay through the pandemic is because of that attitude. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. do we create our own reality in that sense? So while that, that statement can feel really triggering and I get that it can be polarizing and it, you know, some people definitely see it as dismissive or belittling or spiritual bypassing or whatever. But honestly, I think that's why 
I haven't been super miserable. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yes, I didn't have a, like a job where I was showing up that like got close. Like, honestly, like, yes, yeah. there are objectively things that have absolutely fucking sucked and I would never uh, belittle those things. But to your point, it's a tweet, right? Like it's, and you, yeah. and I'm sending it out to tens of thousands of people at the same time. The idea that everything can be filtered exactly through your own experience yeah. is just not the reality. So I think at the end of the day, we as consumers even need to be like, all right, if I'm seeing a lot of tweets that I'm just not on board with, then I probably should just unfollow this person Mm -hmm. rather than trying to police them or make sure that they know that like, this isn't going to be received well or whatever, you know? And I think, and obviously I, again, I always appreciate feedback because I think it does take some courage to, to share that. But the idea that it's a wrong tweet or that something's wrong with it, I think is presumptuous. Well, back to your point about problems aren't objective, um, or they are object, they're subjective, yeah. right? So I just came across someone shared on Facebook a couple of days ago, this young woman, I don't know. She's got to be in her twenties. She was so beautiful, very young, very thin, had like a tube in her nose. They said, I don't know who this person is, but this is really beautiful. So I read the post and the girl was saying that she just left the hospital and she was going on hospice. So in her twenties, just young woman, basically going through end of life care. And she said, and I wish I knew her name. I'm going to have to scroll through and find, but she created a page and she's basically, she said she was going to wean off her medications by January 17th. And she would be probably dead by the end of February. And she's speaking about herself. Like I'm going to be dead by the end of February. And she's like, I have a lot of things to share still. So I'm going to basically blog through this. And she was talking about the beauty of it and how she wasn't sad and how she was not angry and how she was just going to walk through this time of dying with grace. And so that story alone just tells me that your statement still is true. Like problems are only as big as you make them. Like for me, if I know that I'm dying in the next six to eight weeks, I could be making a huge deal of it, throwing a tantrum, having a fit about it. And likely she went through those times, but then you come to a place of acceptance or you can come to a place of acceptance and finding beauty and finding a way to, to share a message and to make purpose of your, the rest of your life, even if it's only six weeks. So again, it's just like, yes, things are hard and things really hard things are happening for people. But then I see someone like that, where I'm going, that's a real big problem. Like you're going to die and you're not even 30 years old. And yet you're making something really beautiful and amazing. And just sharing these words with people. I, I just like back to the response to the tweet. I'm just like shaking my head going, nah, you you know, you can make something that's a big deal, less of a big deal, or you can shift it into something beautiful or purposeful or meaningful. And instead of horrible, awful, and the worst, and the same thing back to like my mom dying is I'm trying to find meaning in that and how I can shift, you know, it's sad. And I, I'm sad for a lot of reasons. And mostly I'm sad for the things she missed out on. And Mm. so a lot of the times when I'm crying, it's not because I miss her. It's because I feel sad for like some of the misunderstandings we had. And I feel sad for some of the things that she missed and that we can't change now because it's, it's done. And so even the hardest things, I think we could find something beautiful or meaningful or purposeful from them. And so they don't necessarily have to be quote bad or awful. And so again, back to, I don't think that 
you trivialize, trivialized anything. That's my opinion. And I'm open to seeing it another way as well. But just when I see things like that, like this young woman, just bravely sharing how she's not going to make it to the end of February, she's not going to see her 30th birthday and making something so courageous out of it just goes to show that we don't all have the same experience of bad or like shitty things happening. I just don't see any alternative except because again, like I go to who's coming to save us, like in a way, you know what I mean? I think we put so much stock in the government and then we put so much stock in like the CDC and the doctors and like whatever, this whole thing, like the economy, like we're like, oh, they'll know what to do with the economy. Yes. These are, these are the grownups. They know what to do. And like, what we're seeing is that everyone in charge is sort of incompetent. So then I just go, well, who else is there then besides me? Right. Like, who else? And so I think, especially at the beginning of the year, this is a great time to be hopeful, to get your hopes up, to maybe change your personal narrative about things. It takes a lot of, um, I don't want to say like swallowing your pride, but it does take like sort of a like an ego death a little bit. You know, like you kind of have to go like, God, I really had a shitty two years, like really shitty. And does me trying to change that narrative almost belittle what I've been through or does it betray that, that person or those struggles? Or does it, does it mean I'm okay with those struggles or does it mean I'm a doormat in some way? You know what I mean? We kind of talked about this with infidelity, like the idea that you would forgive you, the person who cheated on you kind of feels like a betrayal of self. Mm -hmm. And so if you change your outlook on things right now, if you decide to change your outlook to one that is hopeful, to one that is excited for the future, to one that feels like you actually have a locus of control, like you might be able to do something different this year. Is that a betrayal of like the struggles that you've had the last two years and letting go of that person who has been a victim, has been truly in really victimized by what's been going on. Cause make no mistake, like no one brought this upon themselves, right? Like that, it wasn't like, Ooh, like you manifested a pandemic, like something, your karma was off, right? Like, right. no, like literally this was done to people, right? Like you couldn't, there's no way you could have known. There's no way you could have prepared for a pandemic. There's no way anyone could have. So it's not that like, so really this pandemic has truly victimized people just like your husband cheated on you. You are in a victim role. You just are, right? It wasn't something you wished. It wasn't something you hoped. It wasn't your bad karma, anything like that. You're in this position. And one of the things that one of my earliest mentors, Rachel Cosgrove said to me, or she said like just in a a conference years ago, this is like nine years ago now. She said, take responsibility for everything in your life, even things even like the situations you're in that you didn't put yourself in. And that was such a hard pill to swallow because you didn't do it. The pandemic fucking did it. Or, you know, like you and I've talked about this extensively and like, you know, going through like having a cheating husband, like I don't want to fucking be there. Right. I don't want to be in this pandemic, but regard, like, regardless of all that, you're there. We're here. So then what do you do? Then I'm just like, if it's not me, then who? And so I think at the end of the day, that's sort of where I'm always coming from is like, there's no one who's going to do this for me. So the only thing I have control over really is my perception of a problem. It's the simplest thing I can do today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's a big deal. 
but do we need to make it a big, big deal? Can we, can we minimize it, you know, and not trivialize, but minim, I think there's a difference between trivializing something and minimizing something. And we can see that there's things are happening. It's a big deal, but we can minimize the impact it's having on us personally, not trivializing what it's done. You know, like I can see that my mom passed away and I can have my grief and I can minimize some of the things that are affecting me, but I don't have to trivialize that. Like she wasn't my mother and it wasn't a big relationship in my life. I think we need to recognize the difference between those two things and you can minimize something without trivializing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a choice. And so I don't know that. And the best thing about all of this, of course, is that everyone has a right to deal with their problems however they want. Yeah. And the way I deal with them is I choose to, to find a lesson or I choose to move forward. I choose to do something else. And so I think that both perspectives are valid. Mm-hmm. I'm just personally of the mindset that I just would rather peace. I'd rather positivity. I'd rather peace. I'd rather hope. I'd rather uh, optimism. I'd rather like, and even if I fucking get crushed, I'd still rather that, you know, even if it's all a fucking joke, I'd still rather that. Even if it's a mirage, I would still rather that <laughs> Yeah, than be know- cynical. One of the things I use is humor and, um, sometimes that, gets me, in, <laughs> sometimes that gets me into trouble and it was actually interesting. So if you follow the best life on Instagram, which you definitely should, uh, we're always posting memes in the stories. And some of the memes are a little bit edgier. Some of them are a little just, you know, poking fun at things. Some are a little racy. Uh, but there was one the other day, it was like the pawn stars guys. And they had like the little coronavirus head and it was like Omicron, something like best I can give you is like a cough and a headache or something like, basically yeah, like yeah. Omicron is not the, a big deal. And then someone wrote nothing against this, but someone I know is dying from this right now. And I'm like, yeah, people are dying from COVID every day. Like that also side note, nobody's specifically testing for the variant. So to say that they're dying of Omicron doesn't make sense, but it's just like, yes, but can I still just make a small joke here? Like, so we can just calm down back to the thing. It's like someone's dying every day. I mean, I could make fun of the flu. I can make fun of a fucking, I don't know, a thorn in a, in your side. And like somebody could have gotten infection from a thorn in their side and died. And I'm not going to just stop making some kind of a joke. And I don't want to make a joke of everything. And that's not what I'm trying to say, but I do try to lighten the mood with just like the CDC memes, they are killing. Oh my me. God. Dying hysterical. Um, but I don't know for me, like humor helps. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea or they feel like certain things shouldn't be joked about. And I think there is a time and place that a lot of things can be joked about maybe just a certain way, <laughs> but I don't know, maybe I'm just fucked up that way. Um, <laughs> but I guess, but at the end of the day, like the point is that's your fucking platform. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, you know, like this, uh, like Melanie said, she was like, you have a large platform of influence. And yeah. I was like, yes, I do. And this is what I'm choosing to put on it. <laughs> and this and is, yeah. you have a platform and what you're choosing to use your platform is humor yeah. and, you know, trying to lighten the mood on some of these things. And that would yeah. be your prerogative. And I think that's ultimately like the, the biggest issue I have with the sort of online policing and stuff like that. Again, I'm always open to feedback, but I'm also like, but also this is my platform. And I would love if you had your platform and you put what you want on that platform and that'd be great. Yeah. And then, you know, and the best thing about 
the way we do social media is an online business is it's all permission-based. It's all attraction marketing. If you don't like it, you literally can unsubscribe. You can unfollow. You can even talk shit about someone on a different platform. Like there's like, it's freedom. So uh, to me, it's a perfect system. Perfect system. Love it. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a good conversation. Uh, yep. I'm ready for this next year. The two Ready. years prior will never to be repeated again. And yep. we will <laughs> we're getting our hopes up, people. We're still getting, we refuse to give up hope yes. that the future can be different. Fucking I turn the it. ship around. We're turning it around today. <laughs> today. That's All it. Right, well, would love if you subscribe to the Best Life Podcast if you're not already and would love some reviews. I'd like to hear what you think of the show. What are your favorite episodes? What do you love hearing from us? And um, just so other people can find us and maybe listen to yeah, of, of course. And we've actually had a good amount of people join the Facebook group lately too. Oh, um, we would be open to there. suggestions on guests as well. You guys know that we do all of our interviews in person, so we'd have to figure out some things, but honestly, I'm, I'm very curious about who you guys would like to hear on the podcast. We mm-hmm. haven't done interviews in a while because of the pandemic, obviously, but, um, would definitely be interested in who you guys love and who that might be. And if you think they're cool and if that you think they'd be our friend then we could be considered them having them on the podcast. That'd be great. Good call. Let us know. Yep. All right, y'all. See you on the next episode. All right, bye, guys. Bye.